Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophets Speak. Today we are studying Yirmiyahu, that's Jeremiah chapter 9. We are going to study from verse 3 through 23 of chapter 9. The first two verses in chapter 9 really belonged at the end of chapter 8, so we completed them yesterday when we read chapter 8. And the last two verses of chapter 9, that's 24 and 25, really belong as the beginning of chapter 10. So I'm going to leave them for the next podcast. So today we are going to go from verse 3 through verse 23. We are continuing now to read what is the portion of the prophets that is read in synagogue on the day of Tisha B'Av, on the ninth day of Av, which is a day dedicated to mourning the catastrophe that occurred when the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed. And that is the very catastrophe that Yirmiyahu, that Jeremiah the prophet, is is prophesying about right now and is predicting, so to speak, about the calamities that are about to come. It is very dramatic. It is very um, uh, searing in its critique of the people. And um, the words are... are quite quite stirring and quite quite awful uh, to, to tell the truth to read and and difficult but this is your miyahu seeing the destruction of his people and and is therefore his appropriate emotions that we're reading about in this half of the portion that we're going to read today he shifts more towards telling the people what's wrong and discussing the corruption that's leading to the calamity. He does talk about the, um, the, the suffering and the crying like he did in the first half, but there's a more heavy and more intense focus on, on the corruption of the people and what led to this disaster. So let's begin with verse 3. Ish eyu hishameru. Each man must watch out for his friend. What Yirmiyahu is about to describe is corruption and a uh, an environment of such selfishness that that one can no longer look or talk to his neighbors or his friends or his family and feel like he can confide in anyone, he can trust in anyone, look to anyone for help, but rather you're constantly on guard because everyone is constantly trying to take advantage of everyone else. Ish. Uh, it kind of reminds me of the trust but verify, which is kind of sounds, uh, which was attributed to uh, President Reagan. You know, an, an environment where you really can't trust anyone. Um, every man must watch out for his friend. And you cannot even have trust or faith in your own brother. Because every brother acts in a way of, of, of deceit. Every brother acts in a way that they're trying to, to make the, the, their, their fellow stumble and take advantage of them. And every friend is going around telling stories behind the other person's back, making up slander and stories and telling things about each other. This environment, unfortunately, Sounds sounds un, eerily familiar to those of us that are living through our times today. The ish verse four. Every person cheats and tricks his friends, 
and, and defrauds them. They never speak the truth. Everything they say is said in a way to take advantage of others. They have taught their tongues to speak in such a way that they're constantly speaking falsehood. They are so, so steeped in their perversions that they're, they're exhausted. They're worn out from their perversions and their corruption. This is verse 5. You live within an environment that is completely false, that is completely full of deceit. And it is because of this deceit that that the people have, have, have refused to know me and to learn about me. says God. The... Um, the God is everything that stands against this type of environment. God is, stands for truth. God stands for justice. God stands for righteousness. God stands for kindness and empathy. And and this kind of environment is exactly the opposite. One cannot possibly know God when one lives in this kind of world. Lachain, therefore, verse 6, I am going to smelt them and I am going to test them out or assay them. If you remember back in verse, in chapter 6, verse 29, we had, um, uh, uh, the verse there where God talked to the, about the people of, uh, saying that he, they, that they were like a metal that no matter how much I try to, to, to purify them and smelt them, I can't get them pure. I can't get rid of, they just won't, there's so much junk in it that I can't make it pure. Again, Yermio, the prophet here is again drawing on the same, the same image. And that is the image of, um, of God, uh, uh, treating the people like like one smelts because if you think about it the image is pretty powerful because there's a, a strong flame a flame of destruction but through that destruction one purifies the metal God said I'm going to purify it of chantim and then I'll assay I will check the metal to make sure it's pure by getting rid of all of the the, the bad stuff. What choice do I have? What else can I do? Says God, with my with my with my beautiful people. This phrase basami is 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 constantly used during this lamentation. We saw this in the last podcast and in this one. It's almost like like God is referring to His nation in a in a in a way that demonstrates how much he cherishes them and how much he loves them. And so the sometimes it's the prophet, it sounds like the prophet speaking about my, my beautiful nation, my wonderful nation. At the same time that, that God and the prophet, depending on who's speaking in which verse, are mourning their destruction and, and lamenting the evil and corruption that has overtaken their people. Chetz shachut l'shonam, verse 7. Their, their tongues are like, are like sharpened arrows. Nirmadibare, all it does is speak falsely. When you when when you speak in 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 deceitful ways in order to take advantage of someone else, it's like it's like your your tongue is shooting weapons to hurt people. How is this done? With their mouth, they speak in peace. They try to they pretend they're your friend and they pretend that they're really close and everything is wonderful and uh, but really they're covering up their lives with a kirbo yasim arbo but in in is deep inside what he's really doing is laying a trap he's laying a trap for for you in order to take advantage should I not punish such these people for such deeds in shall I not 
take, um, uh, shall I not take a, a, a revenge or shall I not exact retribution against a nation like this? Verse 9, Now this is interesting because at first it sounds like the prophet speaking, but from the context, this is actually God speaking. And so, so really this is God saying how he is lamenting this destruction because God doesn't want this destruction to happen. So, so, so to speak, this is God saying, on the mountains, I, I raise my voice and cries, vanehi and wailing, beyond the osmid barakina and on the, the pastures in the wilderness, I am lament, I'm, I'm stating lamentations. Why keen it's isumi over because they have been destroyed in such a way there's no longer people coming and going through the fields no longer hear the sound of of sheep and pasture even the birds in the sky and the animals in the fields they have all left they have all gone everything is gone everything is desolate And I have placed and I have made Yerushalayim. This is how we know that this I here is speaking is God, not the prophet. Because the, the context continues. And I have made Yerushalayim, I have made Jerusalem into piles of rubble, a place where jackals um, wander through the rubble. And all of the towns of Judah attain Shemama. I am going to lay waste with no longer any inhabitants. The next verse, verse 11, This literally translated would sound as follows, Who is the wise man who can understand this? However, but from the context, it's more meant to be a statement. like, And it's just really just a manner of speech. And, and many of the commentaries understand it this way. And I, I'm going to read it this way as well. That it, rather than being a question, this is really a statement, meaning any person who is intelligent is a person who will understand this. Um, every wise man, every wise man knows this. And anyone who has spoken with God, any prophet, anyone who has studied his Torah and learned God's ways, can say and explain what's going on over here. On what the reasons why the land is being lost. And has destroyed now like a wilderness with no longer any people. In other words, all you, if you just use... If you just learn, study, think, any wise person can look at the world and at, at, at this at this land and understand what led to this destruction. And God says, and God explains it to us again. I'll tell you exactly why. Because they have forsaken my Torah. The Torah that I have given to them. Now remember, what does this mean? They have forsaken my Torah. God has been extremely specific that when he says they have forsaken my Torah, what he means is that they have been deceitful, they have been dishonest, they have been unjust, they have, and, and, and Yirmiyahu said this clearly before, and he's going to say it clearly very soon again, about what it is, what is the Torah that God wants. They never listened to my voice. They didn't go in my ways. They didn't live. Go in my ways means they didn't live the kind of life 
that I want them to live, that I've, when I gave them this Torah, when I gave it to them, this is how I wanted them to live. And what did they do instead? They went They went after their own, their own ideas, their own ways, the, 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 the waywardness of their hearts. And they went to the idols of the Baal, that they were taught by their fathers. They went in those ways. Now, it's, I think I've said this several times in many of the prophets throughout these podcasts, but I'm going to say this again because I think this is one of the most important points to remember when we study the prophets, that deceit, corruption, selfishness, greed, all, all of these 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 bad qualities and idol worship are almost always mentioned in the same breath and the reason why this is is because what god demands of us is morality what god demands of us is as we're going to see very soon justice righteousness concern for the needy care for the poor honesty that's what god wants that is the torah that he's asking us to do so god asks for morality it's hard for people to do that. What God, people would rather have a life where, in order to get so-called the favor from the gods, that all you need to do is a ritual, a prayer, a service, a sacrifice. What an idol stands for is that type of thinking. Idols don't demand from you that you live a good life. Idols demand from you that you cover them with gold, that you bow down to them, that you burn incense, that you bring sacrifices, or whatever particular rituals are involved with that idol. Um, and, and when people treated the temple in the same way, as if that's what God wants, God was disgusted with them and destroyed the temple, as we've been seeing in the previous chapters. If you treat the temple this way, then I will also reject you, God says. But what God wants from us is, is morality. What he wants is justice, etc. That's why the, the, the two are always connected. When people go after the weirdness of their own heart, then they go to idols. Sometimes those idols are found in God's own temple because people can turn God's own temple into an idol. And sometimes those idols are other idols. Once you start worshiping idols, it could be anywhere. The sun, the moon, the stars, statue, whatever. Yourself which we've had many times. People can worship other human beings. People can worship money, power, anything. Anything other than actually sitting down and trying to live a better life and be a better person. Therefore, let's continue with 14. Therefore, ko omar Adonai os Yisrael. So says God, because you are living this type of life, God, the God of Israel, I'm going to feed this nation, which is translated as wormwood, a type of weed that's, that's bitter. I'm going to give them to drink a poisonous drink. And I'm going to scatter them among the nations. So some nations that are out there that you that you and your that they the people and their forefathers didn't even know these nations existed they'll be scattered to the four corners of the earth to the uh, everywhere and i'm going to chase them with the sword i'm going to send the sword uh, war after them until i destroy them sounds like god is saying that the people will be completely destroyed However, we know, um, let's say from verse uh, Jeremiah 5.18 and in many other places, Jeremiah repeated over and over again and all the prophets repeated that no matter how bad the destruction is, 
Lo esek I will not, and this is the same word, I will not, kala, I will not completely destroy them, I will always leave a remnant. So one way of understanding this is ad kalosiosam means I will destroy them as a people or I'll destroy most of them, like the Radak explains. I, I think it's much simpler. Just like we used the language before of God, God started this by saying, what we studied today by saying, um, I'm going to smelt them to take out the impurities. I'm going to melt them like metal to remove the impurities. What God is saying, Ad Kalosio, so until I destroy them, he means the impurities. I'm going to send the, until they are pure, until the people come back to me, until the impurities are removed. And once they are removed, the people can come back and will come back. Uh, but we'll get to that later. So, ko, um, and then verse 16, ko amar Adonai so says God, the Lord of hosts. Hisponenu. Uh, think about this. Think about what I'm telling you. Think about this message. And and call to those uh, women that cry, the women that are sing dirges and sing sing lamentations and sing sad songs at the at, at on sad occasions at funerals and so on. Bring them, bring them out, bring all of them out because there's going to be a lot of dirges to sing. and to the intelligent women who who compose this music and sing this music. Shilchu, send for them, and have them all come utamaherna, and and hurry, and begin to start crying and crying over this. Yirmiyahu, remember, is speaking in the time before the destruction of the temple. He's speaking in a time when things are still moving along, Ankidori supposedly, um, but but he's asking that he's portraying a picture for the people that are listening to him speak, and saying. You know, start to cry, start to lament, start the songs of, of mourning because of what, uh, because of your behavior, this is what's going to happen. And our eyes should pour with tears. And our, and our, um, uh, our, uh, uh, pupils of the eyes will just pour forth with water. Because I hear a sound of, of wailing, of awful crying, screaming, Nishma Mitzion coming from Zion. How is it that we have been plundered? We are so embarrassed, so ashamed. It's because we have left our land. Our homes have been thrown to the ground. Our homes have been destroyed. Be prepared, be ready to cry, be ready to mourn. Because the women have heard what God has predicted. It seems to have been probably less this, uh, corruption among the women uh, here. And, and this, when he's speaking to the people, the women among the crowd, he seems to be saying they've heard, they, they, they understand what God is trying to say. They get the message. And the, the, your, and this is um, directed at the, the women that were listening to the prophet speaking. Your ears have taken the words of God seriously. And therefore go home and teach your daughters to cry and wail. Don't teach them to walk around and say, as Yermio said before, Shalom, Shalom, everything is peaceful, everything is fine, it's all going to be okay, don't worry, we don't have to change our ways. But teach them to cry because... The people are so corrupt. And I let one woman teach her her friend um, her, uh, lamentation. 
Why? Because death has arisen in our windows. It has come into our fortresses. It comes through the windows. It's it's an image many compare to uh, like plague or, or or a death that that sneaks in on you. You can't just go into your house and close the door and you're safe. It'll come through the windows. It'll come even in Armanosenu, even in your fortress. It'll find a way in. It will cut down even the children on the outside in the streets. It'll cut down the young men that are out in the streets. It'll, it'll, it's going to cut everyone down. Daber, speak, speak, say this. Remember, this is God telling your Miyahu, telling the prophets, say this to everyone. Ko, ko, noom Adonai. This is how God speaks. This is what God says. This is what He's predicting. That the that the corpses of men will fall kedomen al like like garbage or or dung on the on the fields and like the the bundles fall behind one who harvests but there's no one to 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 collect it no one to to take the bodies and bury no one to collect the harvest and bring it in now the last two verses um again reiterate the bottom line what's the problem what's wrong and the problem again is arrogance is haughtiness may a wise man should never take take uh, pride and and a uh, glory in his in his wisdom because it's nothing and a powerful man a strong man shouldn't take Take pride and glory in his in his strength. Al Yisalel, Ashir Biashro, and may a wealthy man not take pride and glory in his wealth. These things, wisdom, physical strength, um, um, and 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 material wealth. These are nothing. Don't taking pride in these is is arrogance. Rather, ki imbezos Yisalel hamisalel. One who wants to take pride and glory in something. I'll tell you the only thing. That is worthy. Get to know me, God. Get to know what I'm about. Because I am God. And what do I do? And what are the things that make me me? I do kindness. Mishpat, I do justice. Utsudaka, I do righteousness. Baris in the land. And this is what I want from you. These are the things that I want from you. Noam Adonai so says, God, thank you so much for listening to your Mio chapter 9. This also concludes the portion that is read on the ninth day of Av, and it is some of the very deep, very important lessons to be learned. Looking forward to continuing the study of Jeremiah together.